Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Today's guest is Sala Eckhart, Director of Transformation Services, Microsoft, who will be speaking on transforming corporate real estate with a data-driven, digital building life cycle. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Innovation Pavilion. My name is Erica Stricker with CBRE, uh, and I am happy to welcome you today. Uh, at CBRE, we strive for innovation, digital transformations, and all things that keep us moving and shaking into the new world. And so with that, we are extremely happy to be sponsoring this pavilion today. Uh, right now, I have the great honor of introducing Sala Eckhart, uh, and she is from Microsoft. She is going to be talking to us on how to digitally transform the corporate real estate with a data-driven digital building life cycle. So with that, Sala. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. It is truly a pleasure to be here in person. This is my first in-person event since the pandemic started, so I'm super excited to see you all here to listen to what we've been developing for the past three years at, at Microsoft Corporate Real Estate Organization. Uh, and I'm here to uh, briefly discuss uh, the digital building life cycle and what it might mean for corporate real estate owners or real estate owners to all together. Um, to kind of think about how the digital building life cycle bridges together the great visions uh, that real estate owners, developers have with the best outcomes that our partners in the AEC industry are delivering for us. Uh, this illustrates how we might actually start bridging uh, how people are thinking about corporate real estate. So everything begins with the real estate owner developer. Uh, they have their annual spend and they have expectations that if they invest more every year that they will get a better product or a better service for it. Thinking about the built environment or the end user experiences that we are delivering for the end users. If for some reason we were able to uh, lower the cost of our capital expenses or operational expenses that's the opportunity to discuss how might we actually continue investing that excess money to new buildings or for developing the legacy portfolios. And when thinking about what we are actually developing in the future and right now, is the, the smart environments. And the smart environments are no longer only the physical infrastructure. It is the combination of three different environments, the physical, digital, and social environments that all together create that, that uh, smart environment that we are investing in. A and that's where it starts to split. When you're thinking about the AEC world that are the creators, and then the O world that is the managers, and the real estate owners, as we know, they are always conscious about their investment strategy, how they are making profit from their real estate portfolio, whereas the, the creators of the physical environment are more on the track of the design strategy. What are we aiming to uh, create? What is the outcome of our design and engineering processes or our digital construction processes? But when thinking about the digital building life cycle, we can start bridging these two sides of the same built environment industry together and really guide the real estate owners through their capital expense planning and operational expense planning by cost engineering what they are investing in and using building information models, for example, for creating them that clarity. 
And then we can also have the discussion about value engineering, the different suppliers that then get to build their systems into our physical environment. And that way create a lot of clarity into the total cost of ownership. What is the real estate owner investing in and what are they actually getting out from it as something tangible? And since the total cost of ownership is a really great driver for the design strategy, we can start looking into the building as a product, the physical infrastructure, using building information models for simulating how is that building or the built environment going to technically perform once it's built. Or we can look at the building as a service and analyze that what kind of end user experiences might we, might we develop and continue serving to the end users? What, where might the cafeterias be? Where is the logical place for receptions? And how do we actually approach the building as something that is an investment and, and a service? Then we have the third component that is often the unknown, the end users. And how might we actually engage them into understanding that what are the end users expecting uh, when a building or the built environment is being developed five years from now? Um, how might we actually predict that how are the end users going to be using the building once it's built? So instead of just waiting for the post-occupancy studies and spending two, three more years into discovering what was it that the end users actually wanted from us, we can have them and everyone part of the project team experience the project when it's only in its digital format. We can leverage augmented reality, we can use mixed reality, virtual reality, or immersive spaces for bringing everyone together into the digital version of the building that we are going to develop. And, and that way, we can steer the, how the total performance of these three environments are actually delivered. But it's not that simple. So when we are dealing with new portfolios, we are dealing with greenfield projects, brownfield projects, grayfield and blackfield projects. Uh, we might be also dealing with legacy portfolios that are already thriving but need to be revamped. Uh, we can create the digital bridge uh, between the duration and the future. Uh, and I'm using this illustration to illustrate what is the spectrum that we're dealing with in terms of the digital transformation that we need to go through as an industry. At the same time as we are going through the digital transformation, we are going through generational transformation. The baby boomers are exiting the industry and we need to be able to attract the new generation of builders and real estate owners, managers. So when we are thinking about the digital building lifecycle, that is our opportunity to start building up readiness for Industry 5.0. Uh, how do we actually uh, continue to accumulate transoperable data and lean in with global and international national standards, uh, use cloud as an infrastructure, use cloud as a platform and cloud as a service to bring everyone into the same base point and continue innovating and moving forward. And when thinking about who are we actually innovating with, we have the AEC industry that is using building information model technologies to create. But then we have the real estate and facilities management uh, people that are using data to manage. And what is the, the bridge between these two uh, might be uh, the digital twins, but also might be in the future what we call the metaverse. So there is a lot of opportunity 
that is now emerging due to the fact that technology is developing so fast that now is a, an opportunity for us as real estate owners and real estate professionals to unlearn some of the old processes that we've been managing, relearn some of the technologies that we might have been using for the past decades, and then also learn what is emerging in front of us. When thinking about the digital building life cycle further, this is an illustration of, of uh, a simplification of what, what it is about. So it is very much an owner-driven approach into digitizing the entire physical infrastructure. Uh, it begins with the owner that is developing their investment strategy, uh, and it continues with developing the digital building lifecycle strategy. How long do you plan to hold on to your portfolio? When is the optimal time for tenant improvements? When is the optimal time for retrofits and renovations, revamps? When is the optimal time for ex expanding your portfolio and building something new? And that becomes the basis for the design strategy that should be delivered with building information models. How do we create the BIM execution plans that then allow the AEC partners to deliver all the data in a structured format that can be then refined into information that then becomes a clustered knowledge for people who know how to apply it into their processes. So we are talking about pretty big digital transformation need that begins with people and, and supports the completely re-engineered digitized processes and then enables emerging of completely new technologies. When thinking about the BIM-centric design and engineering, that is allowing us as real estate owners to constantly evaluate and check that is the design that we are dealing with, how is that comparing to our total cost of ownership? How is it um, comparing to our capital expense planning? How might we make sure that they are delivering the target value design or target value delivery that we agreed upon? And how might we actually continue simulating that what is the built environment going to be like for the end users? How do we make sure that for five years from now, when we uh, go online with the building, that it is meeting our requirements in terms of sustainability, accessibility, connected worlds, and security? And then, most importantly, when going through the design process uh, and when choosing the team that is going to be delivering the early phases of the digital building lifecycle, we can already start thinking about the implementation of the physical environment. It doesn't always have to be the fact that we design and then build, but in the future we can look into completely new types of business models where we create more collaborative project teams. There are already examples of alliance model or IPD where the project teams are formed very early on, and that is the strength of the digital building lifecycle, that the data that is being created is harmonized, it is shared with everyone, it is democratized across the project team, so that we no longer have the typical silos or the gatekeepers of data that we might have been dealing with in the past, but we are really leveraging cloud platforms for sharing the data with those that have the best knowledge of what is the wisest decision to go forward. And that way, when we are thinking about the implementation documentations and thinking about are we planning on building on site, 
or are we planning on building off-site and then assembling on-site, we have a new type of spectrum of embracing pre-assembly, pre-manufacturing, uh, pre-fabrication, and, and that way leaning in more with the manufacturing industry and how they've been running their business for hundreds of years. And when, when thinking about that off-site construction and thinking about the on-site construction, that brings us into thinking about the, the digital supply chain. How do we make sure that everyone who is part of the creation process, whether they are the designers and engineers or they are the physical creators, they can all leverage the multidimensional BIM for educated decision making, but also for advising the real estate owners about what might be the feasible decisions to make and what might be the outcomes based on their decisions. Because they always have the opportunity of reanalyzing and re-simulating that what is, what is the outcome based on the parameters and attributes that we might feed into the digital platforms and checking that what might happen. And that way, when uh, using the multidimensional BIM, we are no longer only using the building information models and 3D models into creating drawings or creating beautiful renderings, which are all important, but we can really start leveraging them as a tool for cost management and schedule management. Also, the engagement of the end users. What might be the sustainability benefits of using the data that is created for us? How might we manage security, physical security, already when we only have the building in, a, in its di digital format? and that way continue adding more questions and adding more answers into the same process because all of a sudden everyone has access to the same data, the same latest and, latest, latest and the greatest data that is no longer versioned into something that might be outdated or otherwise might be questionable. So the idea of digital building lifecycle is that we continue refining the data that has already been created rather than creating versions of it. It's just a matter of sharing the data as it's being published. And then when we are thinking about the, the eighth uh, level in, in the digital building lifecycle and the BIM-based supply chain management, all of a sudden, when democratizing what you already have accumulated, you can start looking into your local network of suppliers and looking into how might you actually contribute for the sustainable growth of the community where you're developing. Uh, and that way, using the digital building lifecycle for not only environmental sustainability, but also for societal and economic sustainability where you're growing your portfolio. And that way, everyone who is a part of your project has an opportunity to continue their digital transformation and their growth. So it's not only a game for gigantic big corporations or, or construction companies to be developing the physical environment, but it opens up more diversity and inclusion for smaller and medium-sized companies to be part of the projects. And when thinking about um, the ninth uh, spot in the digital building lifecycle, that's where traditionally uh, it becomes the, the handover process where we get a lot of uh, paper documents. And paper could be in PDF format, but it's really fragmented data and it's not in structured format. But with the digital building lifecycle approach, you're actually accumulating all the foundational capabilities for digital twins. And when thinking about the digital twins, it is not only 
the, the digital 3D version of your built environment is actually the digital collaboration platform for including all the different components that you might need as a real estate owner or manager to understand what, what is the cause and effect of your real estate phenomena. You have your as designed models explaining to you how the building was actually designed and engineered to perform. But then you also have the as built models to tell you what assets were actually put into your physical environment, where they are located, and what might be the technical performance of individual products or systems based on what you've collected from your digital supply chain. Then you can start adding in uh, more dynamic data. So you have the structured static data from the building information models and the digital construction tools. But when going online with your real estate, you can start adding in all the IoT sensors, Internet of Things, but most importantly, the IOA sensors, Internet of Actions, and understanding how your end users are actually using your building, how they are impacting how your building is actually performing, how it's aging, how it's deteriorating, why there are maintenance issues or repair issues in certain locations, and how the end users are actually influencing your portfolio. And then, as you go through the, the years and decades of owning your real estate portfolio, you have the digital twin-based guidance for when it's optimal time to do your tenant improvements, because you have all the data available for you about the interactions. You know exactly what needs to be re repaired, why, what are the end user needs that have changed. You can use the digital twin for optimizing when is the optimal time to do the retrofit, not based on the calendar and what is the expected technical life cycle of, of systems or products, but you're looking into the data and the evidence of when is the actual uh, optimal time to make the new investment. Uh, the digital twin can be also the evidence and data for making big decisions about renovations or, or revamps. Those are very large projects and very expensive projects. So if you can push some years further out or shave some years from expecting when the, the building is going to fail, you're actually then being more conscious about your capital expense planning or operational planning. And then when it's time for the physical life cycle end and it's time to take down and demolish the building, you already have all the knowledge of what materials do you have, what systems do you have, what products do you have, so instead of demolishing, you might be able to just decompose the building and reuse all those materials and, and products into uh, recycling them, upcycling them, and reusing them. So you're leaning in with the circular economy. And that way, even though if the physical artifact is gone, your digital building life cycle for that exact geospatial location continues on. And when you start to develop your next project in the same a uh, lot of land, you already have all the evidence and data that what functioned, what worked well with the previous building, what didn't. And that way you can continue improving every time. Thank you everyone. That was my presentation. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org slash content to submit your idea.